one. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. I am Joe Doves. I am Andy. And this is episode 18 of our finally holiday edition month of, you know, movies that we're going to be watching. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about White Christmas, who, which has Bing Crosby and Danny... How do you say his last name? K? Yeah. K? Yeah. Danny fucking K, man. Amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that movie later. But, um, Andy, what the hell? Uh, actually, I didn't do our thing because, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be real today and just skip that line. So, Andy, what the hell have you been playing and watching? <laughs> I spent most of the week. I bought Steam World Dig 2 and then I beat it. I beat it yesterday. So, I'm done with it now, but. Xenoblade turned up two days ago, so I doubt, I uh, I think I'll probably start it tonight. Maybe I can't decide. And like literally, I walked in the door for for the show, having come from the movie theater where I saw Lady Bird. What is Lady Bird? Um, I don't know. I guess it's a comedy. I don't know how they they classify it, but it's a comedy. And recently, it was kind of half in the news because it had. It broke the record for the longest time a movie had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... Really? I don't think that much... I don't think that highly of Rotten Tomatoes, but still, it was enough for me to be like, okay, what, what's this movie all about? And I tried to look it up, and all the synopses for it made it sound super boring, so I couldn't decide if I wanted to see it. But this morning, I, I decided I was going to see a movie, and after... Like, the theaters around here never show anything cool. They just show, like, the big stuff. I mean, I could see Justice League mm-hmm. any time, but I, I don't get to see cool, smaller movies like that. But I think after the news, you know, small internet news, was talking about it breaking that Rotten Tomatoes record, they it, it got kind of a wider recognition. So I was able to see it here. So I thought, yeah, hey, I'll see it. Because if you catch the first showing, the tickets are cheap. And I said, well, I'll give it a shot. And it's great. I liked it a lot. It's hard to, like... The movie's just about um, a high school girl who lives in uh, Sacramento, and then she goes to college at the end of the movie. That's it, It's kind of like trying to explain what Napoleon Dynamite was to people. It's just like a guy, he's a high school kid, and he does stuff. Mm-hmm. Same, same premise. It's not the same tone, obviously. It's not a, it's not a goofy comedy. It's serious, but yeah. Yeah, it was a really good movie. I liked it. The director is uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh she was born in Sacramento, California, so I guess that's where some of her life was probably in this movie in some way. Oh, I think she wrote it too, so yeah. it's probably semi-autobiographical or something. I don't know why it says on IMDb, it says February 15, 2018, Australia. <laughs> like, what? I don't I get that. Australia next year. Maybe. there. Um, yeah, it's got a 94 in Metacritic. Is it like an independent film? I'm guessing somewhat it's from um it was produced by a24 they've been getting bigger and bigger in recent years they put out um get out that movie from jordan peele that, that made a big splash this year and the witch and a couple other like i don't know if you'd call them independent or not like smaller productions you got smaller like actors in here that i don't know of yeah, I, I didn't know there there wasn't a single actor in this whole movie I recognized. Yeah, look, and honestly, that was good because they were all good actors and actresses. And sometimes when you recognize someone, it kind of takes you out of the movie a tiny bit. Yeah, I I I, I like that because one, you actually see if the acting because you could tell when a non-known actor when they act. You could tell if they really suck and really like you could tell like a Tommy Wiseau versus like somebody that's actually good in the industry. Um, because when we were when I was doing the nominees for like best movies and best actors, I'm like, oh man, there's like so much fucking superhero shit that I have to go through in order to find like a good movie. To yeah, play. yeah, I, I I feel that way throughout the year. Like every time I try to go to a movie, it's you know. It's a superhero stuff rules the box office, but it's what's making all the money. I understand why they make it, but I don't know. I'm I've I've gone on record saying I'm burned down on superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. I think me me and you said it both, and then like yep. we're beating a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, that's really it. Eh, some work and 
stuff like that. Did you do anything more interesting? I just played a game and saw a movie. Uh, I purchased Crunchyroll uh, since you talked about it last week, and I was like, I haven't had Crunchyroll in two years, and I'm not talking about the sushi. I'm talking about uh, the service of anime. Mm-hmm. And what have you been watching on it? Evil or Live, but I on my queue, I'll, I'll tell you what's on my queue that I had before. I had World Trigger, I had Bleach, um, Attack on Titan, because Season 2 is out now, so I could watch that. Uh, Sword Art, Art Online, I heard was good. Like I, said, like I said, One Piece is on there, but it's like a thousand episodes, so I was like... Yeah, it's so daunting to start. And then you have Rooster Teeth's uh, Ruby... Is that what it's called? R W B Y. I guess that's how it's pronounced. I I used to say the letters, and then when I worked at FYE, someone corrected me, so I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And then there's Kill La Kill. Um, I like that show. Some people look down at you for liking that show, but I like it. And then I I'm gonna butcher this. Ruruni Kenshin. Ruruni Kenshin, yeah. Yeah. Ruruni Kenshin. Yeah. So that's on my queue. Um, lately. I've been t- into uh, Japanese culture. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I started eating sushi. I was like, oh, this is some good shit because <laughs> I haven't had sushi in a while. And then I played some. Me- Here's another thing I didn't put on the outline. I played Metal Gear uh, Solid 1 again. I have have the emulator. It's one of my favorites. And oh, my God, that game is so good. Pra- yeah. Praise Hideo Kojima. It's one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I remember in the '90s that I had a very good liking of JRPGs. So, Legend of Dragoon. Um, that had an anniversary recently. I saw it on Facebook. Yep. Final Fantasy VII. Just I missed those games, turn-based and all that stuff. And I don't mind the old, you know, the new way of playing JRPGs. Is have have this like action play to it uh so i think i'm gonna be buying some more jrpgs and i heard that switch is gonna be having some jrpgs that'll be coming out soon uh, one of them isn't the uh, xenoblade a jrpg in a way i mean yeah it's a it's an rpg and it's from japan yeah <laughs> it's, it's not it's not turn-based though I, I know what you meant i was being sassy well there's not a lot of turn-based uh besides uh that long title, right? The demo came out. The Octopath Traveler. Yeah. 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 So I'm gonna get back into that because those games are really fun. I remember like making my own names for the characters and just exploring the world and just having a good time playing those games. And I feel like Japanese games are more better storytelling than Western games are because hmm. Western games is more like. Oh, uh, America! This America that we're you know we're fighting the Nazis and uh, most of it's like um, time travel. Like there's a lot of sci-fi into it. Like well, there's exceptions uh, to both things. I've played some Japanese games that have pretty shallow stories, like all the Onichimbara games, for instance. And I've played some American games that have wonderful stories. But yeah, I think you're right. I think on average, um. The West has been making more fun games, but the Japanese have been making more um, narratively driven games. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I like the whole term base and I, I I feel like they put thought and creativity in their game mechanics than the Western games do. Because all Western games think about is, you know, first person shooter or, or hack and slash in a way. Even though some Japanese do hack and slash, but yeah, I I just been getting into that. Uh, I also seen American Made last night. Uh, Very cool. I want to see that movie. Is it worth watching? Yes, I think this is one of Tom Cruise's like good movies. Uh, instead of like Mission Impossible, <laughs> any of those because Mission Impossible is amazing too. Uh, I say this is up there with Top Gun. I'll put that up there. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Tom Cruise fan, so I might be a little biased on saying that. So take it with a grain of salt. But I thought it was a great movie. I mean, the synopsis is he's a, uh, you know, he he uh, 
a jetliner. Uh, he's a pilot of a jetline. Jet. I'm fucking up. I can't speak today. Airline. There we go. Airline at <laughs> an airport. And um, he gets approached by CIA to do an undercover thing. And uh, things go to shit. And it's actually based on a true story. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so check it out. Of course, there's a lot of stuff that's based on a true story. I'm doing air quotes nowadays. Oh, yeah, they Hollywood the hell out of this, but... That, that's fine. I mean, when I see a movie, I want to be entertained. I don't mean to say, it should be perfectly accurate. Blah. No, it's... Meh. Yeah, and it was directed by uh, Doug Lyman. Uh, he also did uh, The Bourne Identity. Hmm. And all that. He did The Bourne movies, so... His... Well, those are good. I like those. Yeah, it definitely has his uh, cinematography in it. You could actually tell. Then, um, oh yeah, I played a Fortnite Battle Royal. Yeah, you were telling me about that off the air earlier. So you like it, huh? Yeah, uh, I actually got kind of pissed off at PUBG because it's been lagging lately. Hmm. And uh, I don't understand how like you could make millions of dollars and you can't fix your servers i wonder if maybe they like they had a bunch of success real fast and maybe weren't counting on it and the people running the show aren't really prepared to run the show yeah it's just there's hackers now on there and uh, i feel like it's gonna get out of control uh yeah that happened to counter-strike yeah and uh players unknown like he has a temper and if you piss him off in any way, he goes on a banhammer kind of thing. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So, like, the game is still good. I still like PUBG, but I just needed a break a little bit. And mm. Fortnite is, yeah, it's a little cartoony. Uh, but at least it's optimized better. Yeah. I mean, cartoony, who cares? I just got done playing Steam World Dig. You see what that game looks like? Cartoony. Uh, cartoony. And I want to get that on my Switch. <laughs> oh, that's what I played it on. It's great. I took it to work, actually, yesterday, and we were dead, so I played it for like an hour and got paid for it. <laughs> nice. The Switch is great. I love my Switch. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I think for Christmas, I'm going to get uh, two things for my Switch. I'm going to get the carrying case so that I can bring it around. And there's this hoary like stand I want to do because here's the deal, I don't like playing it on a TV. I like really, yeah. It stretches huh. it stretches it out sometimes. Oh uh, yeah, no, you're right. There is I I mean on some games I don't notice the difference, but on Zelda I remember I always noticed the aspect difference from the television to the the game pad. Mm-hmm. And another personal reason is because where I'm sitting by my desk, my TV is on the wall. So my neck is literally at like a 180 degree angle <laughs> and it kind of hurts my neck. I mean, I could lay back, I could push my chair back and everything, but what's the fun in that? Uh, sure. I, I actually used to be the exact opposite. I played it on the TV and I played it handheld like once or twice just to show people, oh, look how cool this is. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't like it, but... It was mostly Mario Odyssey finally got me to to break out of that because when I went on the on that flight to Texas and then recently I've taken my switch to work more than once. It's just I'm I'm finally getting used to it. It's it's still weird. The thing's so wide, but I'm getting used to it. And I now I I, I love it twice as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. um, Mario Odyssey looks great on the TV. I'll tell you that. Uh, oh, yeah. That's one of the games that are actually good. It's just other games like that are cheap and stuff that you know uh neo geo and all that you mm. could tell on the screen you know like when you get those retro systems and you put it on the hd tv it yeah. looks it looks weird yeah they they have to kind of make do the game wasn't made with this in mind you know mm -hmm. um do you get afraid bringing your uh switch around like yes okay i, I mean totally i have a carrying case for it and I used to really, really baby it, but now I'm starting to get, like, not careless or anything, but I used to not like putting my two spare Joy-Cons in the case because the, the analog stick poked up and stuff like that. But I, I've gotten over that, and I've been having a lot of fun. I used to always, you know, it's like giving your child to someone. <laughs> I used to get really uh, worried when I would hand it to someone else to play, but I've gotten over that too because 
everyone is so easily won over by the Switch's charm so immediately. It's 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 cool to to mm-hmm. convert people. Yeah, I'm just afraid of like bringing it one day and like I don't know, trip over your own feet and you fucking smash it. There's like three hundred dollars down the hole. Still, it's still under warranty until March third. I oh, yeah. well, shit. After that, maybe I'll start being a baby again. But I mean, I, I think if I ever have to like, can you renew warranties on Nintendo? I now I'm confused about that because you could with the Wii U, but I haven't heard or seen any plans about the Switch. Like I, I'm starting to expect maybe Nintendo will shoot us an email or something. But mm. I don't know. I, I honestly have no clue. Because if so, then I might. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, because I. We'll talk about this later, but like this system, I cherish. <laughs> like PlayStation Four, uh, like there were certain times where I'm like, man, that fan is kind of loud. Should I should I go like clean it out and stuff? Now I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. Like, there's, I wonder if it's not because the Switch is just newer. There is that, but. Yeah, and I, I think also, like, the Switch just, despite the fact that it is indeed just a piece of dark gray plastic and stuff, just like an Xbox One or PS4, Sony and Microsoft are always talking about, oh, we're the we're a media center, we want to be the center of your home media, blah, all this other nonsense, and it's just that the Switch, Nintendo makes it feel more endearing, like, I, I the, the Switch is like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to get into bed and, and, and pull my covers up and I'm going to play a little bit of games and before I go to sleep. And it's mm-hmm. it's just like when I was a kid. But with a PlayStation 4, I don't get that feeling. Now, that being said, I love my PlayStation 4. I use it a crud load. And mm-hmm. I use it to stream stuff, which the Switch won't do. Except Hulu. They added Hulu recently. But I don't know. It just feels... I don't know. It feels more like games did when you were a kid. Which yeah. I think is by design, I'm sure. You know, it's like playing a game. Yeah, but there goes my voice crack. Uh... Game Boy Color, when I used to play, like, Pokemon Yellow. Uh, totally. I remember yeah. getting that, and I was like, I'm going to play this before, you know, I go to bed for school. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you're, you know, playing it in bed, you know, trying to not uh, wake your parents up. Yeah. <laughs> Catching them Pokemans. Um, yeah, so Fortnite, really good. Uh, the only thing I have to say is the guns... The shotgun is so over overpowered because I was shooting somebody with a sniper rifle and then all of a sudden they turned around with a shotgun from long distance and killed me. Oh shit. And I'm just like, that doesn't seem right. And I'm just like I'm like, Joe, this is uh cartoony. Maybe it doesn't have to be that realistic. Maybe. But what's great about Fortnite is you have this pickaxe and you could destroy environment. So you could destroy a house and get wood. You could destroy a car, get metal, and you could destroy uh, something else that would give you some building material. So when you're getting shot, you could build a wall. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you could build a wall. You could build uh, steps. So let's say you can't climb this mountain. Don't worry. You could build steps to go over that mountain. So it, 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 there's a lot of strategy to it, uh, especially when you're in a squad or playing duos. So let's say your teammate goes down, you could build walls around him and heal him. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's free. It's free on PlayStation if you want to do some duos with me. I might give it a shot. I mean, it's free. What have I got to lose? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I watch American Made. I also watch White Christmas, uh, which we'll talk about soon. What else have I been doing? Oh, and just getting ready for the holiday uh, season. Been shopping, shopping, shopping. Yep my my brother wanted um, the giant bomb uh, sweatshirt and fidget spinner <laughs> that they have going on. Yeah, so doing a lot of Amazon shopping. Me too. And yeah, that's all I've been playing and doing. So, well, let's talk about White Christmas. Speaking of Christmas. Christmas. So, Andy, I, since this is your pick, what is the movie about? Well, 
these two guys, played by Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, they are in the Army together. Um, Bing Crosby is a captain. Danny Kaye is a private, I think, private first class. I don't remember if they say specifically. And uh, during the war, Danny Kaye saves Bing's life, and then he's like, oh, uh, we should sing this song together one day. And he's like, no. But then they end up doing it anyway, and they get real famous. Uh, when does it take place? 54? 1954, right? Yeah. But anyway, they get real famous, and they start producing stage shows and stuff like that. And basically, um, Bing is always busy and pushing him to do more stuff. And uh, Danny Kaye spends the movie trying to get him to fall in love so that he'll get married and, and slow the hell down and stuff like that. And they meet a pair of sisters who are doing an act in Florida and through a, a series of crazy events, they all wind up in Vermont where there is no snow, despite the fact that they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And there they're staying at a place that is run by their old um, major general. He owns, I don't know if you'd call it, it's not a hotel. It's like a resort kind of situation. Yeah, it kind of looked like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a bed and breakfast kind of thing, but it's big. And it's not doing great, and they resolve, they're, oh, we're going to have our show here, and to help him out, and yeah, it's got, it's got a much more basic plot than a lot of the stuff we've been watching. It's a Christmas classic, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe I'd never seen it before, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I've always heard about it, and, like, I never was really fond of Bing, Bing Crosby, like, Christmas music, but... <laughs> Me neither. He, well, honestly, in this movie, I like Danny Kaye way more. Oh yeah, he, Danny Kaye, I believe, was the better actor and better had more charisma in this film. Uh, not saying Bing Crosby was not great in this, but yeah, he's great too. I, I just feel like Kaye was like a more natural actor or something. Yeah, Bing. Cr- that, that being said, Crosby's voice is probably better. Oh yeah, especially his low monotone like voice when he's singing White Christmas. I I thought the first scene when they're on a battlefield and he's singing White Christmas and the soldiers were just silent and stuff. I thought uh, that was a I thought that was a really really good scene. I really like that the movie starts on that backdrop of a White Christmas somewhere like Vermont, like it looks nice, and the camera keeps pulling back, and then you realize that they're in Europe and it's nineteen forty four. Mm-hmm. I really like that reveal. That's cool. Yeah. Um. The general was such a likable character. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, especially when he uh, took away that f- that four star general and took him on a shortcut, which is pretty much the long way to headquarters. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's like, you're gonna make that sergeant a private first class now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the musical numbers were great. Uh, certain ones were kind of re- re- repetitive. Yeah, I I have a real love hate with musicals. Like it has to be the, the the cream of the crop for me to enjoy a musical. And this one is, so I did. But some some of the some of the tunes, eh. I got sick of hearing that song about sisters. You got to hear it two and a half times in this. Day. <laughs> I mean, the second time it's really funny because it's it's Crosby and Kay doing it, and it is hilarious. But man, you got to listen to the whole song again for the gag. Yeah, they definitely had a uh, like an odd couple kind of thing going on. In this film, uh, Crosby and Kay, and um, there were some funny scenes, especially when they're at the hotel or the the ski resort, and he's like, "How much is this going to cost us?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like between wow and boiling, <laughs> I fucking laughed my ass off when he said that. Yeah, they, they get away without having to say a number. That's funny. I liked um, like some of the, the musical parts. Like I said, we were boring, but there was the one about choreography. It's just got Danny Kay in it, and he's like dressed in all black, and then the real skinny blonde chick is dancing in it. That one was hilarious. I was laughing out loud at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really funny. Like this hit all, a lot of emotional strings, uh, from happy, sad, um, to angry at some points, especially the nosy. Uh... Yeah, like it, the whole, the whole problem in the movie is caused by that one busybody, and they don't address it. But I think it's supposed to be a moral thing. I think people are supposed to see that movie and be like, "Oh, maybe I should keep my goddamn trap shut once in a while, or else I'm going to cause some misunderstandings or something." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she 
spoiler this movie's been out a while uh yeah, it's, this, this movie's more than half half a century old come on <laughs> uh there's a point where uh ben crosby's character is talking to ed harris not ed harris yeah. no something something like that ed sullivan show there we go i think that's called it's something like that it's a it's a tv show variety hour night show thing yeah so she's coast coast, stuff like that yeah, so Ed is like trying to pitch, let's televise this. It'll be great advertising for you guys and all that stuff. And she hangs up the phone because somebody comes into the room because she's, you know, being all nosy. And she misses the part where Ben Crosby's like, no, I want to do this for the general. I don't want this to be about us. And she brings this to uh, one of the Haynes sisters, uh, the one that has a love interest with Ben Crosby. And says, oh, they're actually doing this for them. They're not doing it for the general. Uh, yeah. And she got pissed. And the whole movie, I'm just like, you have to talk to him. Yeah, that pisses me off, too. Like, if she had just said, I'm angry at you, and this is why, he'd have been like, no, this is a misunderstanding. But then there wouldn't have been as much drama, so I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's a little it's a little, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. It frustrates you in a good way, because it, it builds up that scene where... He's on TV and he finally says, you know, people in the division of 151, uh, please come support our general and everything. And she that's when she looked at the screen. He's like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And but she comes back and everything's OK. Yeah. And then I guess they they both have an understanding that they both fucked up the, the nosy person and her because uh, yeah. lessons are learned. I think this day and age, if that ever happened, there would be a fight between them. <laughs> because it'd be like, oh, you almost ruined my, uh, you know, chance with this guy over, you you know, you just being nosy and kind of not telling the truth in a way. So it, it was good. Um, like I said, I love the general in this movie. Like he he was that hard ass general that would tell you if you're doing something wrong but he loved you because he wanted to see you succeed and you could t- totally see that in the beginning of the movie and then at the end i like that how they you know they took all his suits and left him with the uniform yeah so he had to dress in his dress greens yeah yeah that that scene where he enters and everybody's like ten hut and i was like that was cool um that that's when i started i was like tearing up <laughs> that's yeah, what I got all choked up for this movie yeah it's, it's got some real real uh heartstring pullers mm-hmm. uh would you like even though danny k was like funny and a great actor in this movie mm-hmm. i i feel like he swindled into <laughs> the, the showbiz by the way because he's like let's do a duet and now they're like together you know yeah but i mean he is uh i mean he's like um I mean, he is charismatic. He's a good performer and a hard worker, and he did write a song that they do as a duet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like he did nothing. He and he he's half the act, and he is funny, and he has a good voice and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I also like the the whole angle part where the one of the sisters writes to them, uh, because the reason they meet the Haynes sisters is one of the sisters writes to them saying that they're old arm army, uh, buddy. And I remember one line that made me laugh in that film. He's like, it's not a good reason. It's the right reason or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, they're helping out an old army buddy. Yeah. And they, they use that on each other once. Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole running away from the sheriff was funny. Especially when the sheriff was like eating all the food. He's like, you eat all my food. Just go arrest him. <laughs> He's like, we had a deal. We're going to wait until the end of the show. Uh, what else can we talk about this? Um, I guess we can talk about the, the, the music. I mean, it is a musical. Mm-hmm. There was, was some... there any, any songs that you, you really liked or, or really hated? Like I said, I liked choreography. That That bit was funny. I thought Mandy was good. Mandy and being handy and all that stuff. Uh, I thought that was a, a good number. Uh, I thought the end song was good. Not White Christmas, the one before that. About oh, the, sure. Yeah, about the general. Uh, 
both white, white Christmas gave me like chills. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I must have heard that song a thousand times in my life, but it's still a good song. Yeah. Uh, there were certain songs where I was like, eh, Snow, okay, fast forward. <laughs> I get it, Snow. Um, there was another one that I fast forward. A lot of the love story kind of thing. I'm like, I get it, you guys are in love. So I'm not big into like love stories that much. Uh, I... It... If it's if it's all there is, I get bored. But if it's in service to something else, that's good. That being said, I mean it is kind of the plot of this movie. But I was still entertained, so yeah. What can I what can I do? Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, the costumes are great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There were several times when I was like, "How did they make that set that quick?" Like the set for the 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 the, the song about the general. I was like, "Yeah, there's, there's no way." <laughs> and some of the dresses and stuff are pretty fancy mm -hmm. out of nowhere, but they're all in showbiz. So I, you know, okay. You're yeah. right though. Seeing Ben Ben Crosby's face when uh, she came back was was a good. Uh, it felt genuine oh, yeah. in a way. And when she comes out on the stage, I like that too. I feel like maybe if they had some type of like backstage stuff going on, like maybe she wasn't supposed to be in that number and they forced her in because it that that part looked genuine as hell like he was yeah, actually surprised I mean, it, seemed, it seemed it seemed organic enough and i kind of got the point one thing i didn't like is there seemed to be characters in this movie that i didn't understand their use like the general's got a granddaughter and she doesn't do anything and oh there were a couple people that were part of the show that turned up a lot but didn't seem to contribute anything it was weird that way yeah there was definitely some parts where like the dance cho choreographer guy like at times they tried to make him important and then he was just like gone yeah yeah like that and uh it's like there was more movie somewhere like there's an there's a three-hour cut of white christmas somewhere or something and they made the kids like we knew them from the beginning and it was like Billy, let me hear that voice. That like, yeah, it's it's a small scene, but on screen it kind of made it look like that kid was important. Like we should have known him from the beginning. And it seemed it seemed to me like they were filming, and that scene wasn't scripted. Possibly, like maybe the kids were actually good singers, and maybe Bing Crosby was actually just messing with them, and they got something good out of it, so they used it. Maybe I don't know. That's just a guess. Or maybe. There was a scene in the beginning that there was kids there and they took it out and then they brought it back at the end, maybe. Possibly. Um, what else did I, I didn't like? I didn't like, I like I said, I didn't like the nosy person, but I, that was because You're of... You're not supposed to, I think. Yeah. Like, she, she doesn't, she's not malicious, she doesn't do it on purpose, but yeah, it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> there was not, like... A bad character in this film. There was like nothing. That, the only thing I could say was Bing Crosby looked like he was just there because he was famous. Like he's he's famous for these you know Christmas songs, so we're gonna put him in a movie. Kind of like was he famous for the Christmas songs already though. I think maybe this movie is why. Maybe I don't know. I didn't I didn't research that. I should have. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, just kind of wanted to watch a good Christmas movie I'd never seen. Oops. I've been I've been trying to to watch some of the blind spots in my movie history. Like Elvis Presley when he's in movies and stuff, like you could tell he's not a good actor. Oh, yeah, El Elvis totally. Like I saw Clambake once and I was like, this is stupid. This is this is only famous because Elvis is in it. Mhm. Mm but a lot of scenes with him and Danny Kaye, which is a lot, so like yeah, it it made up, but like when stuff alone with Ben Cosby, I was like He's not a good actor, but he's a great entertainer. So the yeah. so the music numbers and all that stuff, he shined a lot. I think in his defense, he's an okay actor. He's a passable actor. Mm -hmm. Like I I have seen way 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 worse acting. It he he doesn't he doesn't have to carry the movie though because they're smart enough to have him in a movie with with Danny Kay and and the two women are both good actresses for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the the sister that's <laughs> engages with Danny Kaye's character to try to get the, them back together. Yeah. Uh, 
I feel like I've seen her in other things. Probably. I mean, I'm sure. Let me look at it. There were several actors and actresses in this that I was like, yeah, they look familiar. Like she looked like something from Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't know if you that, guys. That scene where they scheme to get engaged is hilarious, too. I laughed out loud at that. I, the best part is when Bing Cosby finds out about that they did that. And he's like, see, you would end it up with this guy. <laughs> she went crying because <laughs> I think she actually loved him. Yeah, Crosby's a good good actor in that scene, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know. His like his face was so like motion motionless. Yeah, I think it's because he's older, maybe. Maybe because like you could tell Danny Kaye he was like smiling all the time. Like Ben Cosby is like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know this for a fact, and I'm sure someone can correct me on it. But I think Crosby was was a crooner who became an actor. And I think maybe Danny Kaye was in acting, and then it was discovered he has a great voice. Maybe. Oh, that's a guess. It's probably not even true. It's probably wrong. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see with that lady, but I can't find her. I don't want to go through. Actually, hold on. I think I did find her. Her name's Judy. There we go. Yeah, Vera Ellen or something like that. Oh, she didn't do a lot. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. She only did like a lot of musicals, which is... Uh, I, I mean, guess... she can dance. This for goddamn sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she was the best dancer in the whole damn movie. Mm-hmm. Best dancer, and then her sister was like the best singer, in my opinion. Mm. They did not look like sisters, by the way. <laughs> they both had the only thing that were similar was their blonde hair. But then again, it's the movies. You can't you can't have brother and sister, you know, be the same thing because. Yeah, uh, this is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, final thoughts. Um, amazing Christmas movie. I definitely was shocked. Yeah, honestly, like I, I was saying before we started the show, I was about 20 minutes into this movie. I was like, oh, I'm going to get an earful for this one because I thought for sure I had chosen a dud. I, I'd never seen it either. I just knew it's a famous Christmas movie. And every time I think about it, I think about that line in Christmas Vacation where uh, – where he says, "Oh, we're gonna have the hap hap happiest, happiest Christmas since Ben Crosby danced with Danny, tap danced with Danny fucking Kay," and that's that's really all I knew about the movie. Is there's tap days I get it, and Danny fucking Kay and Ben Crosby are in it. Yeah. But after after the movie, really after they get to Vermont and the plot starts more, like up until that, it's it's a whole lot of character development and some some um, musical scenes that are okay. But after they get to Vermont, the plot takes off. And after that, I was like, oh, okay, no, this is a, this is a winner. This is exactly what I needed to kick my Christmas season off with. Cause it's so easy to get real cynical. Cause I'm always like, I hate Christmas, blah, blah, blah. but something like this, or it's a wonderful life or something like that, or a night of the meek, that twilight zone episode, something mm. like that always gets me back in the, no, I really like Christmas. I'm full of that kind of mood. Well, since watching this film, I think, because usually on Christmas Day, I have like a marathon of movies going on. This is definitely going to be in the queue. Huh. Because, like I said, it, it's enjoyable to watch. Uh, certain music scenes were kind of a little annoying, repetitive. So, you, you know, you have the option of it fast forwarding it on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I kind of looked away a couple times myself. Yeah. Like last night when I started this, I was like, oh, man, I just came home from work. And <laughs> I was like. This is probably I'm probably going to be like looking at Twitter and Facebook the whole time. Uh-huh. And I I didn't. I actually, you know, watched it. Uh, characters were great to follow. Uh, you will love the general. Very yeah. likable character. Like, like he, he he's great at portraying what is a natural leader. Like he's he's charismatic, but he's also, you know, Get, gets work done stuff like that it's what we looking for good ma- uh, managers and like retail like if you're uh you know you follow the rules and you tell us about the rules but you also are friendly and you know care about your workers that's how the general felt <laughs> he was a hard yeah. ass but he cared about his men i think um, so it sounds like this movie gets a recommend from yep two recommendations Oh, and as a quick sidebar, uh, if you enjoy Danny Kaye in this movie, you should watch The Court Jester. The movie's hilarious. Is Danny Kaye, by the way, like an entertainer? Because I'm not too sure about it. I looked him up on IMDb, and it just says that he... Let's see, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, he joins the so-called Borscht Belt of Jewish resorts in the Catskill Mountains. There he learned the basics of showbiz, and from there went through a series of jobs in and out of the business. So he, he stage shows. Yeah, he started as an entertainer, which I'm sure part of it was singing, but it seems like I was more or less right, I guess. Yeah, so I'm going to check out the that other movie that you said. The Court Jester. He did it the year after this, it looks like. Nice. It's very funny. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> Probably. Um, we can check that later. <laughs> I hope it is. I don't think it is. So let's move on to some news that matter to us. Andy, what cereal are we going to be eating in a couple of weeks? I think it's sooner than that. It's, you know, you're right, a couple of weeks or so. Uh, Nintendo announced that they're going to have a Super Mario cereal. And, of course, you know, that alone is like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's fun. But part of the box, you're going to be able to, like, cut out a square, and the box acts as an amiibo card, which is hilarious and fun and cool. I, I thought that was super neat. Like, there's not much else to say about this. Nintendo made cereals in the late 80s, and people remember the Nintendo cereal system. And it had, like, the half Mario, half Zelda situation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're, they're going to have a cereal, and I'll probably buy a box and see if it's any good, because I want that Amiibo. And also, who doesn't like cereal? Looks like Lucky Charms, so... Yeah, it's got it's got marshmallows and, and little cereal bits in it. So, yeah, it looks, looks like it. Is this a limited time only, or...? I don't... Th- I mean, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it won't stay on shelves forever, but it'll probably stay out for, like, a year or something. I don't yeah, know. It for says more the... information, visit Kellogg's. Yeah, it says the limited edition cereal box... So what you people are going to know is that this cereal box might be on eBay in like 20 years. <laughs> I, I hope. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible. I'm sure people will think about that because every once in a while, a Nintendo cereal system box will sell for a bunch of money. Yeah, I really want that. Those squ- uh, those uh, question mark boxes and th- that <laughs> cup right there, too. The picture. Yeah, it's like, what is that? I think one of them's a one of them's a cookie jar. My dog has seen danger. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. But yeah, that one on the right, that's a cookie jar, it looks like. I don't know what the one on the And right. that Mario Odyssey mug. What the fuck? I want that, too. I want all this. <laughs> give me all. Give me the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> give me the whole kitchen. <laughs> I, I, want, I want that cereal amiibo. I wonder if it's probably just a Mario or something, but I hope it's special. I hope it's unique. Well, I do work at a cereal store, and if you can't find it, I'll definitely pick one up for you. I'm really, I'm, I'm banking on being able to just pick it up at the old Walmart or something. Yeah. So I'm hoping this goes to Publix. (laughs) I'm sure it will. Anyway, moving on. So, Andy, do you like Mega Mans? Yeah, I've I've been known to partake in in the Mega Mans. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this company called Capcom decided to drop a bombshell on us today and say that... Yeah, like 40 minutes before we started the show. And said, hey, you like Mega Man 10? Well, guess what? Mega Man 11's coming out. And boy, oh boy, this game looks fucking beautiful. And I, I, I am not a fan of Mega Man. So I, I suck at Mega Man. I'm not really good at it. Everyone uh, sucks at Mega Man. Yeah. Um, this game, if you remember Mighty Number no. 9, it kind of does look like it a little bit. Except Capcom's going to make it. But obviously not with the original guy. So I don't know how to feel about it yet. Yeah. I hope there's no stupid microtransactions where you have to like get cosmetic stuff for your Mega Man. I hope not. (laughs) I have a feeling there might be, but anyway. It was just announced. We don't know that much about it, but we do know it's coming. It's going to come out for the Switch and a bunch of other stuff. Who cares? But (laughs) no, all all the obvious stuff. Yeah, right now I'm like looking through the video. I'm not playing it. I'm just like skipping around. And checking things out. Level design looks cool. It looks right. I mean, it looks like a Nintendo game. It, it definitely has, like, the the art style to the level design looks fucking cool. And the animations of, like, explosions and stuff. And the stuff that's coming out of the blaster. Boss battles, which uh, I sucked in all the Mega Man games. I had to play a couple times in order to win. And by the way, didn't they announce like the Mega Man Mega Mega Man uh, collection got announced? Another one? Uh, maybe didn't the second one just come out? Yeah, let me see. 
Mega Man 10 collection coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ooh, Switch, that'll be new. Yep. So you get Mega Man 10 on there, and then you'll get the new Mega Man 11, which, by the way, I think they said next year sometime. Which I mean, it, it's pretty much got to be. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much of this year left. Where was it? Oh, it's coming out late 2018. Mm. Fair enough. Buh. Next year is Mega Man's 30th anniversary, correct? Yes. Right on. Yeah. So uh, get ready for that. Uh, not a not a lot of big big news today besides Mega Man. Uh, oh wait, Mega Man X Collection. Oh, well that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Mega Man X kicks dick. That game is awesome. Mega Man is fun. Mega Man X is fantastic. But yeah, Mega Man X. It says all eight games coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One. You might have said that, but it just went in one ear and out the other because we were talking about Mega Man. But this is Mega Man X. I I might have said Mega Man Ten because I would think of the Roman numeral. Yeah, but no, it's uh yeah, Mega Man X is awesome. So yeah, that's gonna be a must buy for the Switch for me. Yep, I'm gonna man, my Switch is gonna be fucking amazing next year. <laughs> Um, I know news in a couple of weeks because we're going to be having the uh, video game award show from uh, what's that guy's name? Fuck, Hideo Kojima's friend, uh, Jeff Keighley. Yeah, there we go. Uh, his video game uh, award show is going to be happening, I believe, Thursday. Uh, apparently, there's going to be some new game announcements that they're going to have world premieres. So, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um. And then I believe the following week we have the PlayStation experience uh, that's going to be happening where PlayStation has a they're calling it not a press conference this year. And I don't know if that's like smoke and mirrors to be like, we're not having a big get together, but we are having to get together and there might be big games. There might not be big games being announced here. So I can expect maybe a Last of Us Part 2 trailer, another one. Uh, maybe we might get Death Stranding, hopefully. Uh, oh my god, please. <laughs> I want to know more about that. <laughs> so yeah, bad. It'll probably be another super cryptic teaser trailer that'll like link to the other two somehow, and it won't actually reveal anything. It'll just leave us with more questions and maybe reveal another actor's involvement, like the last one did. With- yeah. Hopefully we'll get more about that Sucker Punch uh, game. Um... And then hopefully we get more Spider-Man, like an actual date when that Spider-Man game comes out. Yeah, that Spider-Man game looks fun. Yeah. Um, and that's some news that matter to us. And all pretty light fare this week. Yeah, but we're gonna be doing some nominees of uh, our Big Trouble and Little Award show that we're gonna be doing at the end of this month. Uh, now, huge asterisk here. The end of the month, so nom- nominees aren't final. We're we're still kind of scratching our brains. I'm playing a little bit of catch-up movie-wise. I'm trying to watch a few movies that came out this year that I meant to see and did not. Yeah, so here's the deal. Like you said, there's an asterisk on nominees. This is not final. The week before our award show is when it's going to be the final because you still have The Last Jedi that hasn't okay. come out yet. That could be pretty I'm much sure it'll be terrible. We could probably just skip that. <laughs> that could actually be the movie of the year, and we might have to say like Mark Hamill is like the best actor in movie. So what we're gonna do is we have some nominees here, um, and we might add more. Like I have to make the poll and everything so that you know our viewers could vote on it and stuff. And then when we do the show, uh, everything will uh, will announce the winners. And we'll make little JPEG uh, uh, trophies and send it to them on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll be like, uh, thanks? (laughs) I want to send a uh, trophy if Ryan Gosling wins. Like, you're our best actor in in our Big Trouble in the Award Show. Here you go. Best actor. And also, you're so handsome. Please notice me. (laughs) (laughs) So, here's what we're going to do. Andy, uh... I'll say a category and nominees and, you know, the next one you do the same thing. So I'll start it off. Well, hang on a second. Let's not let's not blow our whole load here in one show. We got a whole month to, to drag this out. So you want to wait on it? 
I mean, some of it. Let's, I want to. I want to talk about it, but the end of the month is where where the, the, the big show happens. True. So, what do you want to like go over? What do you think stands out I, right now? I don't know. Is, uh, tell me what you're on the fence about. What are you? What What are you not sure about? Um, I am not on the fence on our movie of the year so far, um, because I didn't see Blade Runner yet, so I don't know. I don't know if you can now. Unless I, you know, somehow obtain it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the internet's got a copy of it you can borrow. Yeah. Um, it's great, though. You should see it. Everyone should see it. The best director. Um, it's kind of biased to me because I always like Christopher Nolan. I haven't even, I have no nominees for best director yet. I'm thinking about maybe uh, that person I can't pronounce the name of for Lady Bird. But like I said, I saw that movie like four hours ago. I'm, I'm kind of trying to let it settle in my brain. Yeah, I'm saying you actually agreed on me, agreed with me on some of the nominees, by the way. Yeah, of course. The best multiplayer game. I feel like, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I think our one of our good character uh, c- categories is most improved game because we have a lot of early access and games that are always getting constant updates. Yeah. So like. That that does that's a category, and we're gonna be adding some more categories too. Um, yeah. Like best graphics in in game in a game. Like only PlayStation games that I I could think of that have good graphics. PlayStation Four is a powerful console. I mean, now the Xbox One X is the most powerful console, but I don't have one of those. Microsoft, if you want to send me one, I'll like consider some of your games. We'll review it, and then we'll you know we'll send you a trophy saying how good yeah, it is. Probably on Twitter. I mean, unless you suck, then we won't. <laughs> I say we have a lot of Switch games in our categories. We, we've been saying it was going to happen, and I, I there were several times I was like, no, I'm going to think of something that isn't a Switch game. But several times, it was just Mario and Zelda were two of my favorite games to come out this year. Basically, my three favorite games, I can tell you, are Mario, Zelda, and Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persona 5 got my nod for best soundtrack in a game, at least. Yeah. Audio design, by the way. Like, I actually had to think about that for a while. Um, I, I haven't decided yet what I'm doing with that. And I played a little bit because I did purchase Hellblade and I didn't play. I only played like 10 minutes of it. And just those 10 minutes, that audio design of hearing uh, the voices in their head. And if you listen on your headphones and stuff, it actually feels like there's voices in your head. Huh. It's really good audio design. I got. I got to finish that game. Um, Resident Evil Seven is another one, um, Sense. because of the atmosphere that you're in, of you know hearing uh, the people chasing after you, uh, hearing the monsters drag their feet, just being scared shitless trying to run away. I thought it had a good audio design. Uh, best console of this generation. I have a feeling I know who, what's going to win that. <laughs> what? Do you, do you know what's going to win it too, Luca? My dog just came in here. She's she's having a fit. <laughs> what do you want? What do you think's game of the year, dog? What did you like? Did you like Mario? Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, so like Andy said, we're going to be uh, adding more. And we have a whole month to come up with this award show. I want to hear. I mean, if if any if anyone wants to tell us what's your game of the year, movie of the year, director, sound design, soundtrack, developer, anything. Uh, what category should we have? Biggest disappointment, um, flashiest game case, um, st- stupidest game. <laughs> yeah, we got to put up more categories that were negative. You know, no, no, I mean, we don't have to, but they're fun. Everyone likes everyone likes the Razzies. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll send a <laughs> the Twitter message be like, "Hey, you you won worst uh, actor award." No, I wouldn't it's, do that. We hate you. Here's a gif. <laughs> um, I did say I would have an announcement uh, about what I'm working on. Mm. So let me uh, get that up because so I do have a logo, 
And here's the deal. We did talk about it, that it was going to be a part of this show, but I'm just going to make it a YouTube series, and you're welcome to help out if you want to. Uh, but Game Journal is going to be part of a YouTube series that I'm doing. Um, it's going to have things that we kind of discuss on here about like microtransactions. Uh, there's some video ideas where I want to talk about video game streaming on how it used to be fun, but now it's a business model. Uh, there's stuff where, you know, I want to do like game theories and stuff like how last of us, Joel and Ellie and all that stuff, like the psychology between both of them. And then I have my backlog of games that I need to finish. <laughs> so I'm probably going to do like a journal review where I stream uh, the game that I want to do and I edit it and pretty much give my impressions in like a journal format of what I think of the game. You know, it could be good on some days and bad on other days. So that's that's one of three uh, projects that I'm working on right now. And Andy, like I said, if you want to be part of a discussion, you're welcome to. I like to discuss things. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's Game Journal. Oh, and another news, by the way, um, Vidme is shutting down. <laughs> What? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I hate to say good because YouTube needs competitors, but man, Vidme sucks. Yeah, it it started getting all those people like all the bad shit that YouTube was trying to get rid of of like these cam whores and all that stuff and I had to go somewhere. Yeah, and it was just get, it was getting spam, spam, spam and YouTube had this adpocalypse where the advertisers were like, we're not going to put our advertisements on, like, these toxic videos. Yeah. And I think they went to VidMe and they were trying to get advertisers. Like, they can't, They had this long, uh, transparent uh, thing on why they're shutting down and everything. And it was because mainly because the advertisers weren't going to bite with them. And pretty much YouTube out-moneyed them. And you can't beat Google. <laughs> Yeah, it's a powerhouse. the The one thing I liked about VidMe is that they did support small YouTubers in a way, or small small creative people, where you know you didn't have your PewDiePies and you didn't have your your JonTrons and stuff that were, you know, pretty much getting all the views. You had like people that came out of nowhere on VidMe, and I was actually getting views on VidMe. That's why I kind of liked it a little bit. People actually saw my content, and they actually, uh, what do you call it, commented on it. Like, you had an interaction. On YouTube, it's kind of hard because there's an algorithm. And if you're not hitting the right keywords, and if you're not uh, eye-appealing to it, by the way, because if you look at our podcast, it's just a like a slideshow of pictures. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... For some strange reason, people like to see people's reactions and faces and stuff for some strange reason. I don't. I I, I don't need to see a face in order to be like somebody. It's all about the personality. <laughs> While other people are probably just like, you're a fucking idiot, Joe. Shut up. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Vidme. I did not know they came, they, uh, were formed in 2014. I thought it was, like, new, like, 16. 2016 because that's when i discovered them any uh anything final you've been doing anything or projects or stuff you're working on uh, nothing terribly interesting nothing in, in an announcement stage anyway yeah. lots of lots of real boring writing kind of stuff oh what are you writing but just all, all kinds of stuff a lot i'm trying to get some I'm trying to organize a lot of stuff so I can publish it in, uh, uh, Wizards has that, what's it called? You can publish your Dungeons and Dragons stuff on there. I, I'm going to put it on there and ask for nothing. It's like, pay what you want, and I'm just going to put, eh, zero, but if you want to pay for it, fine. I'm oh, trying, okay. I'm trying to put stuff, because cause right now it's all full of, like, personal notes. It's like, oh, here, this character's backstory, something, something. I need to make it more plug and play. 
And that's I've been working on that a lot in my free time. Nice. And hopefully we'll get to see your campaigns in some book. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. On that note, everybody, I think we're going to end episode 18. Remember, uh, next week I will probably have our nominees into like a poll area where I could have some write-ins. So if you have any ideas of like categories and nominees, uh, please comment below on YouTube uh, and also the site where I'm going to put this on. And this will this way, if you want to see everything instead of just what we're talking about on the show, go there and check it out. You'll see everything that we've put so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for lip- uh, lipiding. Damn, I can't fucking speak today. Thanks for listening to episode 18, Big Trouble Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us only on YouTube at the moment. Not Vidme anymore. <laughs> uh, y'all have a good night and a good day since it's, a, it's only 4 o'clock here. Bye, everybody. See ya.